Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Segment two, hour one on the block. Austin Norman, Eric Strickland with you here on a Tuesday. Keeping the college basketball conversation going. We're shifting our focus out east a little bit, but we'll, we'll bring it back home after we talk about Jim Beheim's comments. The longtime Syracuse head coach. Uh, I don't say got himself in hot water. I don't know if he really can at Syracuse, right. given how much of an institution he is, but certainly got some you know attention drawn to his comments earlier this week. Uh or on Saturday it was, he said, quote, this is an awful place we're in in college basketball. Pittsburgh bought a team. Okay, fine. My big donor talks about it, but he doesn't give anyone any money. Nothing. Not one guy. Our guys make like 20000 Hmm, weird. Uh, back to the quote, Wake Forest bought a team. Miami bought a team. It's like, really? This is where we are? That's really where we are, and it's only going to get worse. So Jim Beheim, not a fan of NIL, which doesn't surprise me. He's 78 years old, straight. Yeah. He's not surprising. He's old school. He comes he from is. that old guard. And, you know, he's had played zone basically his entire Syracuse career. Very set in his ways. Yep. Knows what he's about. He's going to stick to it. But it's just funny to me because not that I think of Syracuse as this huge national basketball power, especially not anymore. Sure, they'll make their fluke Final Four runs here and there. But Syracuse is not a blue blood. They're not what they were in the old Big right. East at all. But still, they're Syracuse. That's still a basketball school. And Jim Beheim is complaining about Pittsburgh and Wake Forest <laughs> buying teams. Strick, that's just funny. <laughs> um, but see, here, here's um, – if you're not a blue blood program. So I, I think there's there's multiple ways of looking at it. I love that you brought this topic up. Um, there's two. There's multiple things that I can say. One, I can understand why a lot of the old guard guys are getting out. Because it, it, it's it's, it's – it's, it's, it's as Beheim said, the transfer portal and everything is nuts. He quoted. He, that was mm-hmm. a quote from him. That it's everything is nuts. And, again, I have to look at the NCAA. It's just they allowed the, the, the asylum to be run by, you know, those who were in it, right? And the old guard, it's hard for the old guard to change. Mm-hmm. This was, and and I talk about you know the you know um, the, the company that I had some affiliation to was Cerebro Sports, and the problem with the company, and this I'm only using this as a metaphor to, for understanding, the problem with the old guard is this: it has always been this has been the system, it has always been see a player, check chan- tangibles, like him. Recruit him, offer, Mm -hmm. right? Go into a gym, watch guys, call coach, I like him, get down and see him, and and offer, Mm -hmm. right? The system has always been COVID blew the system out the water. To smithereens. It blew it out the water because you couldn't go into gyms. You couldn't see players. You had to try to rely on huddle, or you had to try to rely on video. You can't recruit off of that. Then you had to you you had the what what is it baller TV, and you had guys sitting there doing baller TV, and they're watching one like like behind your head is the ticket. The game is going on down here, and the, and the camera is stuck on the ticket, and you're like, what's going on with with this play? Something spectacular happens on the other end. You have all that stuff going on. Then you're trying to recruit a kid. Then you have to rely on the recruiting coordinator of this town, the region, the state, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You had to basically kiss the ring. He was the king of that state. Right. And then what ended up happening, you started having kids, parents, uh, coaches began to pay the the regional guy. So what did the regional guy do? Push the guy that's given the most money. You know what I mean? So he really ain't that talented, but we're going to make him look like that. We're going to throw some highlight film. So the system's broken, right? Mm-hmm. So the old guard wants to stay in the old system. They don't want to change. That's what made the company difficult in launching. But COVID shine a light on the deficiency of the system, which is making it why now people. So what I'm saying, there's a deficiency in the system. Mm-hmm. It's trouble in the system. Yes. The older guard has to either get with it or get out. And that's why Saban is making adjustments. He's changed up the way that he's done things. But I can even tell there's probably some frustration with him. Oh, clearly there's frustration. You know, with just because it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a bunch of wildness out there, and you don't know how to rein in the wildness. You know, I mean, it's a bunch of wild horses out there that are not able to be tamed because you can't get your hands on them. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Right. You can't mm-hmm. get, get them in the corral to be able to calm them down. And it's, it's a wild system, bro, and they're just running all over the place. But, and that's, that's what makes it tough. But that's the difference between Nick Saban and Jim Beheim. Right. is that Nick Saban, when he complains about something, he adapts to it. He complained right. about hurry-up offenses in the spread. What does he do? Goes out and learns about it and gets his own hurry-up spread offensive coordinators. And now that's an offensive machine that's still really good on defense. Uh, he complained about Texas A&M's NIL, the $30 mm-hmm. million dollar class. I mean, that was a big kerfuffle last summer before SEC media days. But he went out and, hey, Alabama has a collective now. He knows they have to be competitive. Whereas Jim Beheim, But he's is, still holding on to his integrity. He is, yes. In the way that he's doing it. But go ahead. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But Jim Beheim just sounds like sour grapes. Yeah, yeah. And part of that is, you know, Jim Beheim's reputation. Right. You know, he, he's been a bit of a curmudgeon <laughs> over his career. He has Nick Saban. Love to go look up that word. Yeah. <laughs> well, Nick Saban has kind of that reputation, but he's at least backed it up with winning, right? And has proven that he at least knows what he's talking about. Jim Beheim hasn't adapted his two, three, and fifty years. Plain and simple. Mm-hmm. You know, Jim Beheim has seen his team, his program, fall behind the rest of the ACC very consistently, and hasn't done anything to take steps to remedy that. They he's sound like I complaining. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. I'm sorry, uh, nothing. Oh, mm. but it's just funny when there should be some more of that, you know, panache, that flair, that sizzle with Syracuse basketball, where they can, you know, run a lot of the recruiting up there in the Northeast in a lot of ways. You know, you're still there, rely on those old Big East ties. We're in a you know, huge league with the ACC. Syracuse should be better than it is. Facts. And that, to me, says it's time for Jim Beheim to go. Yeah, I think I think the time is is run its course with with Jim. Um, you know. I, I think he's he's trying to maybe figure out a, a, a good suitor to to transfer it over to, you know. Could maybe be. he doesn't like, you know, what's what's in the uh, camp that he can turn it, you know. Um, is Duke is Duke happy and excited about their their transference to? But it looks like Rico wants something. It's to say. Jerry McNamara. That's all. That's that's who it's supposed to be. That's who it's going to be. Beheim just needs to finally step down. It's going to Jerry McNamara. It's going to McNamara. There you go. And 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 he's big shot. Jerry, big 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 shot Mac. I guess big shot Mac. That's what they call him. I guess. Um, but it's one but thing yeah. if if Beheim was complaining about you know Duke or Carolina or even Virginia, you know, getting all these players, and he's complaining about Pittsburgh. Yeah. 
Strick, this is their first good year under Jeff Capel. Yeah. He's complaining about Wake Forest. He's in year, what, yeah. two? Year three of a new coach and Steve and they've, Wake And they've been Forest. terrible when they had, like, um, I, I feel bad for my boy, Danny Manning. He, he's, he sent Wake Forest, Wake Forest into the Stone Age with, with how bad they were playing, <laughs> which was right. unfortunate. But mm-hmm. And even, like, Miami, who isn't a basketball power. No. They, yeah, they have money, and they're going to throw it around. Of but course. It's not a basketball I, school. I still look at it, man, and and that's the thing. I look at the basketball uh, great schools, and I, I still don't think throwing money at the at the system works. I'm I'm no. I'm starting no. to get enough data to know that that system does not work. Mm-hmm. Just look at Kentucky. I mean, well, you know they got money. They do, except part of Cal Perry's frustration is that's all going to football now. See, and that's the thing. People don't understand that football runs the world in college sports, in college Mm -hmm. sports. It doesn't matter if you're a small program. It doesn't matter if you're a basketball. You know, know, even in Kansas, I bet you still football has – let me make – let me rephrase that. He might be getting – self might be (laughs) – self might be the only one winning in that system. So basketball is more important in Kansas, but you still get the money from football. From football, period. Football programs run the Mm -hmm. system, period. Which is – the last place I want to take this kind of college basketball NIL discussion is when we have a lot of these NIL discussions, so much of it is based on football. How much is a quarterback worth? Now, how much is this recruiting class worth? It's not exactly NIL, but strict. You know, five years ago, we were having those conversations about, hey, look at these AAU circuits. Look mm. at these shoe companies, how they're interacting with these colleges. Because these kids, yeah, I know they're getting the gear from their AAU team. And the gear on their visits. But you can't tell me that playing for an AAU team affiliated with a certain program wasn't a form of NIL. You know, capitalizing right. on who you are for this NIL program, and then they set you up with one of a certain number of colleges tied to a logo on a chest. Uh, you, you've made a great point, and I think we should dig into that. And we would love to hear your thoughts as well. Is AAU programs the leading uh, proponent of pushing kids leading kids not only to a school but also to potential nil situations and money we would love to talk about that 402-464-5685 we've got to get out of here for shootout restrict but we're going to come back and get into that one i love that that's a great lead into where we're going to go but we do have to get out of here and take a little break and get ready for shootout restrict call in Sutter, uh, the Hunter Lincoln Hunt line 402-464-5685 is open shootout restrict we'll be right back after this